0: The following is a hot beard production. EST 2016. This is interviews, interviews music reviews, reviews, opinions, and more. This is this is the hotter show. What is up, everybody? We have on audio here today on episode 232 of The Harder Show. I hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Thanks so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of The Podcast. I have a badass episode for you today, which I do every single week here on The Harder Show, and hopefully I succeed at that. I feel like my track record is pretty good, but uh, I'll leave that up to you guys today I get to sit down and have a chat with Mr. John Bruso. Of the Koi Wolves, a badass band that you guys are gonna get very familiar with over the next couple of weeks here. We sit down and we talk about his influences and kind of his start with music, the classic rock revival that's kind of been happening the last few years and my thoughts on it and how, you know, there's maybe a band or two I'm not a huge fan of, but we have a good talk about it. And, and that was a kind of kind of a random tangent, but it was actually a lot of fun to hear his perspective, being that he's a little bit younger and he's a big fan of kind of that classic rock revival. We also talk a little bit more in depth about some of his favorite records that really influenced him and what he's listening to now and players that have influenced him as well as kind of him getting started off with playing music, learning theory and all that fun stuff. A little bit about college, a little bit about the upcoming album, playing shows and without a doubt... One of the most bizarre and funniest show stories I've ever heard on this show in the history of the hottest show. And Let me tell you something, folks, that is no easy feat. I promise you do not want to miss a moment of this great interview with John. But before we get into that, I want to make sure that if you listening right now are a bearded brother or you maybe know someone who is a bearded brother, that you are aware that right now the meanest beard care company in the world, Mean Beard, is currently holding... Their annual meanest beard worldwide contest in which people from all over the world submit pictures, the story behind their beards, really who they are, what they stand for, how long they've been bearded in the hopes of being awarded the title of the meanest beard worldwide for this year. Now, we're already a few couple weeks into the contest and it is heating up, folks. A lot of spectacular entrance, some badass beards and some badass individuals, because the whole thing is that it's not only the beard, but it's the attitude that determines what truly is a mean beard. And that is something that is so very important. I have had a few people say, man, I'd love to enter, but my beard isn't, you know, 12 inches long. And I'm like, dude, no, 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 no. Like that's, that's not what it's fully about. Obviously, yes, the beard is important but it's the person behind the beard that truly is what they are looking for. Obviously, yes, if you have a great beard, I mean, hey, you're going to do well in the contest. But if, you know, you say, oh, you got a great beard, but what are you passionate about? Hot dogs. Okay, well... (laughs) You know, if that makes any sense, So we're looking for good stories. That's what they're looking for. That's what they want to see people who, you know, stand with purpose and that have a great life motto and that kind of thing. So again, if you have a beard or you know someone with a beard that you think should enter the competition, check it out right now, meanbeardco.com, go to the contest section, you will find the entry form and all the information you need there or hit your boy up and I will be happy to send you the links and send you along the right path. to enter the Mean Spirit Worldwide Competition while you're at meanbeardco.com. Why not also check out the best damn beard care products in the world. It's all I use. Actually, before I sat down to do this, I put a little bit of oil in my beard oh, and it's so nice. I've been finding lately when I sat down to do a podcast, if I throw a little bit of oil in it just it fills me with a sense of serenity and clarity and my beard feels so nice i'm not
1: itching during
0: the podcast or whatever or if my beard scratches up against my microphone or my pop filter i find it doesn't actually make as much noise whether or not you want to believe that i i genuinely hear a difference if i ever you know see you can't even hear that straight up if my beard was all straggly and rough you would hear that folks bam science Anyway, I'm rambling on, so we're going to jump in right now to my chat with John Bruso of the Coy Wolves. Let's get into it. All right, gang, so being joined on the show today uh, by Mr. John Brusso of the Coy Wolves. John, what's going on, brother? How
1: you doing? Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it.
0: I'm glad I got to actually pronounce your name properly because uh can, you were telling me before we started that, that there's been some some hiccups with that in the past,
1: yeah, it's happened far too often
0: <laughs> well, it could be frustrating. I mean, I know me personally too, I've had similar uh similar issues where people and it's always funny when it comes to last names because it's like you know. You think people would ask, but I can imagine it'd be frustrating if you're, you know, you're going to play a venue and they have you up on their website or their social media and they spell your name wrong. It's like, well, how are people supposed to find me? Yeah, man? that's the
1: exact thing I worry about. Yeah. So I've had to start um, reiterating to s- spell it right because even like one letter off and then people try and search me and they can't find it. So that's always been a problem the last couple of months while I've been performing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for
0: sure. So what
1: about did you
0: first get into
1: music like how did that
0: journey start for you what was come aside of uh, some of the first music you ever heard
1: uh yeah so if i can take you back so i started playing guitar when i was uh you know, say like nine years old so back when i was in grade four and kind of just i got like my first guitar for christmas like a little classic fender squire nice. um yeah the the guitar 95 percent of kids start off with <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, basically, like, like my earliest memory of, like, what really inspired me to want to get into music was, um, like, I'd be at my uncle's house. And he would play these uh, – he would have the DVDs of, like, these, like, old Led Zeppelin shows. And I would just, just nice. remember watching those for, like, hours and just being, like, in a trance, like, with all four of them, too. Like, I like they are just – all four of them were so good. And it was just, like, so cool to watch. And, uh, yeah, and then I just wanted to – It's something I wanted to try out. Like, I was big into sports and stuff, too. And then, yeah, like, the guitar just kind of, like, it didn't come naturally. Like, there's a lot of frustrating times when you're first learning it, of course. But, like, yeah, it really just started to grow on me and just, like, take over where, like, it gets to the point where I'm playing for, like, four or five hours a day. And, like, my parents got dragged me out of my room for dinner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for sure. That's awesome. You you mentioned the DVDs, were they all Zeppelin DVDs or were they like
1: uh from what I remember, I think he had he he must have had like a set or something. I don't know, it was like a really long time ago, but I like I I just remember them being Zeppelin, yeah. So That's badass. Was there any other bands in the beginning that kinda like uh yeah, put like you in the direction nine, or yeah, like the big bands, like Billy Talent, big nice. band for me when I was like a kid. Especially Are, like I just was loving their music and then I was hearing their Canadian and stuff and yeah. I just love all like the energy of their music. Like, especially when I was younger, I was huge into them for a while. Yeah. Billy Talent are one of those groups that, like, you know, like obviously, like I know you're obviously
0: younger than me, but like being an older millennial, um <laughs> Billy Talent, when they came onto the scene, man, like I was there for Billy Talent too, you know? And oh, like yeah, yeah. when they exploded onto the scene, everyone was like, yo, what? Like why is this guy screaming at me? But like, because <laughs> you know how he's—he's he's got that like—I remember what song it was. Oh, shit! What song was it? Oh no, it's gonna bother me. Um, it was like their first like big. He, the bridge. He like screams like really heavily in the bridge. The hell is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god!
1: Like, we're is sp- it? Was it? Uh, a, oh, a, definitely a Midnight Mass. Yes, that's yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He's wow. Okay, folks, if that doesn't prove what a what a goofball I am, he literally sa- – <laughs> I was about to sing that part. He literally <laughs> says – because that was the big joke. Everyone was like, what's that song called? Devil in a midnight mass. Like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but they're one of those bands, man, that anytime anyone brings them up, I'm always like I, – I think sometimes I forget about Billy Talent. Like, they're such a great Canadian band that is kind of underrated, I think, at this point.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially just the energy they bring. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah, I know. I either hear – that people really love him or that they just don't really care for him. Like, uh, like uh, the only, like I always hear people talking, like, like the singer making breaks that band, like tons of people just love Ben. I know. Um, kind of just like the, what like some people just complain that like his voice is like, I don't even know. It's kind of similar to mine. Like, um, like when you check out my music, not like this, like I don't scream like he does, but like kind of in like the pitches and stuff, but yeah, no, I love him.
0: And I dig that. Like, it's very, um, Like, as much as I'm a fan of singers that are very, like, refined and they're very, uh, and I don't mean this as an insult, but, like, they're very pretty and, like, they hit all these wonderful high notes and stuff like that. Like, people like, you know, shouts to my dudes, uh, Brandon Hastings from OutShined. Who is you know a, a very clean singer and he's he's very obsessive with that. But to me, like I, I'm a huge Allison Chance fan, right? So okay, yeah. for Lane Staley, it's like I'm I'm looking at a poster of him right now. Like he was very. Some people you either love his voice or you're like kind of like uh he's off pitch there. It's like no, he's not. He's just yeah. it's different. It's a d- different sound.
1: Yeah, like the priorities to like be in your face, like. Make you, make you feel it, right? Yeah. And I think that's similar to, like, this, because like, uh, I didn't, like, pick up singing for a while until, uh, like, more recently, like, when I, like, decided I wanted to start playing live and stuff. And it was something that never really came natural to me. Um, like, I've come a long way. Like, you, like you'll listen to, like, the music um, when it comes out. And, like, you can tell that, like, I'm not going to be the most gifted singer. Um, but, like, I just do my best to make it sound like... Um, you know, like, like, like what we were just talking about. It's
0: real and it's kind of in yeah. your
1: face and raw. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah like, it's not going to be perfect, obviously, but yeah, I try and just, yeah, I try and make it raw and real. Yeah. A L- little bit of punk aspect in there.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Is there any other bands that kind of in the beginning really influenced you aside from Led Zeppelin, Billy Talon, or?
1: Um,. Hmm. i'm trying to think like when i was younger i was more into like those um punk rock bands like uh, into like green day and all that stuff and then as i got older i was more um into like the classic rock like um uh like foo fighters nirvana and then like uh like even like uh rolling stones i went to see them in the summer when they're up in or on dante and that was awesome um it's
0: badass i, I gotta say it, it's funny that um I don't know if you did this intentionally, but it's funny that you lumped uh, Foo Fighters in with classic rock because you're technically not wrong, but just to me, I'm like, what? But it's well, yeah, uh, that's that's yeah, classic I guess. rock now, technically. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to. Me. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes you feel old, man. But no, but um, but it's cool because like it's it sounds like your background's very like it's in the rock roots, but it sounds like there's kind of some grunge elements in there as well, which is kind of cool.
1: oh uh, yeah, for sure.
0: So as far as like different um, – like when you started playing guitar, was there any like players specifically that you were like, oh, man, I want to learn to play like that guy or I want to learn to write riffs like that oh. guy or did, did you kind of want to be – I guess my question is did you want to be more of like a, an electric riff guitar player or like did you just want to write songs? Like kind of where was your headspace when you started off compared yeah. to now?
1: Yeah, well, after you asked that, I can't believe I ever forgot to mention like the Chili Peppers. Like they're probably maybe even like the biggest band um, that I listened to when I was younger. Like when you said like guitar players that you kind of model after, like John Frusciante was like huge for me just because like he kind of like, the focus of his guitar a lot of the time, right, is to like do, la- do more with less. Like he wouldn't often have these like crazy big guitar solos, but like mm-hmm. you'd always fe- feel it every time. So like I always tried to not necessarily like I wouldn't its styles too much, but try and like um, always have that in mind, especially when like um, writing guitar parts, like it doesn't always have to be some crazy, mind blowing thing for it to like sound really cool. But um, yeah, like the, in terms of like riff styles and stuff, like Jimmy Page is probably like the biggest one for that. And you can definitely hear that. And like, and try to have like my recordings, like especially like the newer ones, um, like just based around the guitar. So, like, there's guitar solos in, like, most songs. Um, like, the guitar – there's guitar melodies throughout. Like, I have one where there's, like – like, there's barely any words and it's just guitar solos. So, like, uh, yeah, like, I like just making riffs with the guitar and, like, having that the centerpiece of most songs because that's where I'm most comfortable.
0: Nice. Kind of more in that guitarist range, but you'll – you'll sing because there has to be words, I guess, is kind of what
1: it's about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've better with that. So, like – um so like with under the koi wolves name i like created that back when i was in like uh grade nine or ten and uh i just named uh i named it the koi wolves because um there was uh always like these they they said they're koi wolves in like uh the forest behind my house so uh, i don't know how that name actually i can't remember how that name actually came around but anyways like i released like this one album went back when i was in grade 10 so i would have been 15 i think and then um I did another one when I was 17 and like just listening back, they're kind of like shit just cause, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I can swear. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay, yes. I'm not I big I, swear. I,
0: yeah, okay. I forgot to say that beforehand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. Just
1: yeah, don't um, drop any
0: C bombs and we're good. Yeah.
1: No, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, just listening back obviously. Cause, um, just like, I've grown a lot since then. Um, just listening to like, even like the lack of attention to detail, I'll just listen and I'll be like, "Oh, I can't believe I didn't re-record that and stuff." But uh, it's gotten a, like it's cool seeing the pro- progression since then. So, yeah, for sure, man. It, it's funny, like listening to
0: you talk to about like players that you you like and the style of guitar playing you like. Obviously, with that style of playing, you're gonna grow with time and you're gonna evolve. And you know, looking back, it's like I'm sure that the stuff it has its charm. Because it's like, this is a riff I wrote when I was 15 compared to now. Obviously, it's going to be very, you know, it's like, oh, man. Or or a song you wrote, oh, I can't believe I have this harmony part here. Like, why would I do that? Why wouldn't I? That doesn't make any sense. But, you know, I believe it was, uh, actually, I know it was Zach Wild who said, too, that uh, you don't hear great guitar players, you feel them. And you talking about how, you know, the kind of do less with do more with less yeah that vibe is very important but also to the whole you know 15 year old thing kirk hammett wrote one of the best metallica verse when he was 15 oh yeah he, the um if i don't know if you're familiar at all but their song creeping death yeah 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 he, uh, the bridge part that really heavy dad he was 15 years old so yeah never say never <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and uh yeah especially with like even the production stuff because like i just do all this stuff on my own right so i'll like do all the mixing Mm -hmm. and everything so like that's probably like the biggest thing like even like just the quality of uh and even just all this stuff i'm less comfortable with like the drums and the and the vocals like from listening to the one that came out when i was 15 to this one like it's gonna be a big difference (laughs)
0: Oh, So with those original recordings, you were you were doing all that stuff yourself, like you would play in drums and everything yourself.
1: Um, So I have like a uh, like I put in like a drum program. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Like I have a drum kit. I just don't have like uh, the mic setups. And like I was not really um, not a qualified drummer at all. But uh, then like I'd play everything else in and then, yeah, I do everything else other than the drums. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. I was going to say Mr. Dave Grohl over here, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Watch out, Dave Grohl. Yeah, that's the goal. Be Dave Grohl. And you can just record a song (laughs) fully with yourself and make a video with yourself playing uh, all the parts.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: oh man but it, it's funny i i want to go back for a minute to talking about the classic rock stuff so yeah. this whole because this is something that it, it comes up keeps coming up on my podcast and i get really upset about it and angry about it but i always have to hear people's takes who are kind of rock guys or girls this whole like kind of classic rock revival that's going on right now are you for it or are you kind of like you know uh,
1: yeah oh i love it like you talking about like uh like are you talking about like the pop culture trends of people wearing the shirts? Or are you talking about like the new bands coming up like in I'm genre? talking
0: yeah, I'm talking like the new bands. And and to be oh, clear, oh, I'm not specifically talking about because people will hear that and they go, What do you got against like rival sons or the glorious sons or whatever? And I'm like, No, no, not them. I'm not talking about them. Okay, bands yeah. that have a like, for example, Glorious Wait, Sons like- I'm
1: sorry? Sorry, sorry, are you talking like bands like Greta Van Fleet? Like- I am
0: oh I am absolutely talking bands like okay, Greta Van okay, Fleet. Okay, yeah. That and and it's I, I want to reiterate the fact that I'm not talking about bands that if you are a band from, you know, the last few years that has some elements of classic rock, but with uh with your own unique take on it, I'm like I'm all for it. Like the Glorious Sons I think, are like one of the best rock bands to come out the last five to ten oh, years. Yeah. Just because yeah, of awesome. how I mean, when I heard heavy, I was like what the hell is this like yeah. this is awesome and um rival sons are great too and there's tons of i'm forgetting a whole bunch but then there's greta van fleet who i, I don't yeah. know if you're a greta van fleet
1: fan you, yeah yeah i've seen them okay. i'm seen i've seen them live yeah cool now how were they live were they good live uh, well so i've actually been i've gone to two of their live shows but the, the most recent one uh me and my buddy got kicked out because uh I went and bought him a beer, and he hadn't turned 19 yet. And then, Uh-oh. yeah, long story Uh-oh. short, it was a disaster. <laughs> I guess I'm admitting to a crime on your show, but... Uh... <laughs> uh,
0: well, I mean, the whole thing is, you know... I mean, we can always edit that out if you want. No, <laughs> no it's
1: okay. Um, Depending on what it was, you know, statute of limitations. Yeah. Well, like, to be honest, like, the time I saw them, it was at a uh, Rebel Nightclub in Toronto. And I was, like, really impressed by, like, like their overall ability... Um, like I know, a lot of people don't like the how similar they are to Zeppelin. Like even in like the way they, down to the way they dress. Um, but like I've heard lots of people talking about them saying like um, many bands like in their early stages will emulate other bands, and then maybe the reason that they're just closer is because they just got really big really fast. So I don't know. Like I don't want to be um, complaining about them too like sticking too close to Zeppelin this early. Like, if they make a full-on career out of it and goes on, like, it's one thing. But uh, I think there's an argument that can be made that they're just, like, still starting out and still trying to find their niche. Absolutely. And my my issue,
0: and I have no idea why I'm getting into this, but it's just kind of the right way we're going. (laughs) I, I, I am a fan of Greta Van Fleet. I like their music. I have yeah. no problem with the fact that they sound exactly like Led Zeppelin if they came out in 2015. I have yeah. no issue with that. My issue, and, I, and I, most people agree with me when I say this, is I saw an interview with them. And they were sitting, and they are just kind of chilling, and they looked like a rock band. And I'm like, cool. I can dig it. kind of had yeah. a bit of ego, and I'm like, even that's fine because you should. Very talented. And I heard the singer say something and it just went up my ass sideways. And that was the singer, the interviewer asked him, oh, so I know you guys are sick of hearing the whole Zeppelin thing, but I just want to ask um, who, he looked at the singer and he said, who is your favorite vocalist that you would say like influenced you the most? And he said, you know what's funny? I actually am not a fan of Zeppelin at all and, I don't, and I'm not a fan of Robert Plant. I'm actually a massive Steven Tyler fan and I'd say he's my biggest influence. And he like completely shot down and shit on Led Zeppelin and then said that uh, Stephen Tyler was his favorite vocalist. And I just went, what? Huh. And then and then they played live and, you know, they played Highway Song. And I was like, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just for whatever reason, I'm not as mad about it as I used to be. I used to be like, really, dude, like, seriously, write a unique song but anyway. Um, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. it's, but it's, it's just That's it's true. interesting to get people's takes on it because like. I think for me, it's just I, maybe it's just because I'm older. I'm just like damn kids in your music, write something <laughs> original. But you know, I grew up in like the new metal era with Biscuit and shit, so it's like you know, okay. yeah. <laughs> people like people are like, shut up, you don't know, you you have no say in this. Yeah.
1: But are there? Well, Oops, oh, sorry. Have you have you seen the uh, like the interview with Robert Plant talking about uh, um, Greta? Like he is not. I, I a read, fan at all. He isn't okay because I read
0: something recently. Like, the last couple months where he – I think that he kind of was like, meh. Like, I'm kind of okay. over it now. More power okay. to them. But I know at first he was like, seriously?
1: Yeah. yeah. I just saw a clip he's like, yeah, this kid stole my voice and Which and I mean, that. listen. Like, that's like – and it's
0: not like people – because people would say – I don't know if you're f- uh, familiar at all with uh, the band Thornley. No. So there's a band called Thornley. They're awesome. You should check them out. They're very good. Oh. Um, another Canadian guy. Been around for years, Ian Thornley. He oh, yeah. has moments where he kind of sounds like Chris Cornell.
1: Uh-huh. I don't know if
0: you're familiar with Chris. Are you familiar with yeah, Chris? Yeah, okay. Big time, I just, I just yeah. Want, okay, I just want to make sure. Um, so people will be like, oh, he sounds just like Chris Cornell. And I'm like, no, his voice is somewhat similar, but it's in completely different registries. Like, he doesn't sound. Especially now as he's getting older, he doesn't sound like him. But it'd be different if it was like, you know, sometimes you'll hear a singer and you'll be like, oh, he kind of sounds like this guy. It's like, oh, this yeah. guy kind of sounds like Corey Taylor. Or this guy kind of yeah, sounds yeah. like, you know, um, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park or, or two very random people. But just, it'd be one thing if that was all it was. It's like, oh, I hear influence. But it's like, nah, he literally, the second he busted out, they're like, wow. I was like, really, dude? Come on.
1: I don't know. That's. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> but well, is there. It's hard for them to like kind of try and push away the zeppel like they just don't do themselves much favors when they dress like them, yeah, and like I don't know if you've seen them play live, but like their movements and stuff, not not to shit on them or anything, but uh like I like I think they're awesome, but uh, yeah, just for the sake of conversation, like I've talked about that with other people too, yeah, like they're not doing themselves any favors um with the zeppelin comparisons when they dress yeah. like them stuff, but
0: I think for me too it's it's because I'm such a fan, and I mean, I mean I do it. A- freaking show about it basically where i uh, yeah. i try to do my very very small part to shine a spotlight on musicians that you know aren't signed or they're up and coming or they're local yeah. that are unique and they're writing great unique songs that are don't sound like anything else and i'm very conscious of that like i don't want to have a band on that sounds like they're covering another band with their original music. That's just me person. Like I'm, I respectfully declined stuff before for that reason. They always, they always get it. They're like, okay, I get it. But just, and then I see these bands basically being passed up for whatever reason in favor of, Led Zeppelin too. Yeah, you know? I just I th- I think that's why it go. It, it just seems to always rub me the wrong way. But uh, maybe it's because I heard Greta Van Fleet on the radio today too. I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm I'm going off on it tonight. But uh, <laughs> that's just funny how that goes. But is there any other bands kind of of the of the modern area that you're really that you're digging more now that you would say is an influence for you? Or
1: um, well, yeah, like like recently, like the all the new bands that have come out these last few years, like the Canadian ones, like I know you're talking about glorious sons earlier. Like yeah. they're all me and my friends are listening to lately. Like uh, some of my buddies, we went uh, to Kingston for their um, little piece of work show that oh, they did. Nice. from Kingston, And that was like one of the best concerts I'd ever been to. Um, yeah. We first heard them cause uh, we we're at the rolling stones concert in the summer and they opened for them. And then that's when we first started listening to them. So yeah, like the glorious sons and like all the other new Canadian bands, like the sheepdogs, I haven't heard
0: that name in a minute. What are they up to? <laughs> I, haven't, I, 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 I remember <laughs> this, and I, I don't mean this as a shit on because I actually lo- I love everything about them. Because again, it's unique, but it's, sa- it's it feels familiar, but it's unique.
1: Yeah, I know exactly they, what you're talking
0: but about. But they had yeah. that one song, God damn, that was on the radio like every other hour. It was that I don't know song. I don't know. No. Yeah, and it, it got to the point I was working with my old man at the time, and we would always have a radio on on in the job site, and we'd be sitting there, and that song would come on every two hours without fail, and finally got to a point where it came on, and he's just sitting there. Yes, I know, kill <laughs> me. I'm just like, uh, show sure, yeah, shout to the Sheepdogs, good good band, but just that yeah. one damn song, man. I think I think that's what killed them. I don't know. I don't know if they're still around. And man, Monster Truck too badass band yeah badass. yeah i forget yeah, they're canadian forget. <laughs> but there's yeah. so much great canadian music like i mean just looking at like even bands that are a little bit older like um that aren't necessarily like quote-unquote rock or radio rock or, or uh, classic rock or whatever whatever you want to call that kind of revival of a band's like a three days grace who's like you know yeah, like yeah. one of my all-time all-time favorite bands obviously um and uh i can only think of them right now for some reason but there's tons of them and you mentioned a little bit ago about red hot chili peppers, and that's something that I wanted to go back to for a second because they're a band that has had so many different errors, kind of eras, excuse me, of guitarists. Now you mentioned John. Yeah. So was he kind of like the main guy for you of the Chili Peppers that were like, cause he was he's such a he's a player that I mean, he's almost like an urban legend at this point. Like he's kind of achieved this like guitar hero godlike status where it just he was so unique in his playing and what he did yeah. compared to, especially, like, I don't know who's playing for them now. Um, yeah, Josh, re- offer. Yeah. So that was the last. When did John leave? I'm trying to think. Was that after?
1: Know. It was just a bit after Stadium Arcadium. I don't know the exact year, but.
0: So that was the, that was like the great Chili Peppers record. Like that was the one yeah. that I remember. That's the last one I can remember. So uh, that's, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. But, but, as far yeah. as you now with um like with players, is there people that like you kind of like what, what I guess more well, of my question is what kind of draws you in now now that you're writing songs and you're writing maybe paying a little bit more attention to writing, what kind of draws you in now when you hear a song like is there a specific type of songwriting that you like or you just kind of whatever sounds good man
1: um yeah, I don't know like it's almost like whatever sounds good like I think about di- uh like the first things that come to mind are um like the like if someone's got a killer guitar player like that'll always do it for me and like um bands that are based around the guitar like talking about Zeppelin and stuff but even like bands we're talking about like Glory Sons like so like I probably listen to them more than anyone else right now and it's not like they're really based around the guitar they got like the big choruses and like their singer's awesome so yeah uh, I don't know if there's songs specific that would like uh, bring me into a song, but if it's got that it factor, um, yeah, I don't know how to really describe it, but it's that intangible it factor where you just you hear yeah.
0: something, it's the hook, it's because some people are like oh, you know, well, I like a song with a great structure, of this and blah blah blah, and they really dissect things, and I'm like, yeah, I just listen to music, homie, that's what I do, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it sounds good, it sounds good. Exactly. Now. Did you take any lessons at all or anything or are you – are you mostly all self-taught?
1: Um, so I took lessons up until like while I was in elementary school and then around like I think grade eight – around grade eight I'd say I stopped. And I pretty much – like I learned like the fundamentals um, and then it was just getting to a point where um like what – I was being taught was like 10% of what I was actually learning. Like 90% of like my actual progression was just me on my own Mm -hmm. learning stuff. So then, uh, yeah, I just got to a point where it was like, I'm pretty much just learning, um, on my own. So I like most of what I'm learning is just from my own research and practice. So yeah, so that's, so I like, I took lessons to like learn the basics essentially. And then after that I was done.
0: Nice. And I mean, I think that's that's the progression as a player. You know, you get to a point where you just – I got someone who used to work in a place that did music lessons. Like you literally get to a point where it's like, okay, you've learned as much as you can. Some people can progress their whole life learning from a teacher and, you know, they can always have something to offer. But some people have to kind of go out on their own once they know, okay – this is how to do this. This is mistakes you shouldn't do. Now be free and go <laughs> go yeah. off and make rock basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I think um like that's kind of like what music is for me and mm-hmm. like a lot of people and uh like you could like obviously like getting taught the basics is kind of important cuz uh it definitely speeds up the process early on, but like I think in terms of actual music progression, like discovering things on your own and just like having your own like not like being required to like memorize stuff every week Mm -hmm. like that was the stuff i didn't really like just like the creative stuff like just sitting with a guitar for like however many hours and then like you pick up something just um by chance or you're listening to something and you hear something cool so then luckily we live in 21st century we got the internet and you can look it up and learn how to play it in two minutes that's that's how i learned all my stuff pretty much
0: Nice. Were you kind of like the guy
1: from the beginning
0: that you wanted to like learn every riff you heard and learn every cover you heard or were you more like hey, I want to write stuff that's my own?
1: Well, that's how I first started and that's kind of what um like I wanted to learn how to play everything. That was kind of like what made me uh digress from like traditional lessons and I just like all the s- songs from my favorite bands, I wanted to learn them all. Like Billy Talent, I was learning. I was uh it took me forever to figure out how to Uh, to it down to drop d back when i was like 11 (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like learning how to play all their songs so that that was when it started like the lessons started becoming less interesting to me when i was just um learning stuff that people were telling me to listen to um when i like compared to the stuff i wanted to um yeah but i had some great guitar teachers when i was younger that um yeah helped with like the theory and stuff which helped lead into writing and then i guess at some point it kind of diverged from wanting to learn how to play all this stuff to like learning how to write your own stuff like just learning the ins and outs of the guitar and uh yeah and i just started to slowly forget all the song the cover songs that i learned to play and just be into riffing and just going through the scales knowing the neck inside and out and uh yeah that's that's what i'm all about now
0: Nice. That is so important. Like as someone who, you know, hasn't played guitar for the majority of my life, but I never learned that I am. I am the most basic, you know, drop D style chord basher you'll ever meet, like caveman music all the way. Right. So for me, I'm like, it's so awesome to hear someone who. You know, you take the time to really learn that and, you know, people say, oh, why don't you take the time now? And I'm like, man, I got a <laughs> podcast to do like, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's so it's cool to hear because it is so important to know, you know, what, like what like when I watch guys who really know what they're doing, hey, we're going to write a song and oh, well, this goes with this and you just know what to do and you know where you're going. And it's, it's something that is very valuable, I think, for writing
1: music for sure. Yeah yeah and for sure, and as I've learned more um like writing just gets easier, and you learn um yeah like like you were saying like what to put in where and mm-hmm. new things that you just like we, you couldn't have possibly thought of when you were younger, just because you hadn't um like perceived to scale in a certain way or something like that, so for sure when you once you kind of got to a
0: point where you were like, okay. I feel like I want to start playing shows you you know you like you, you did your first couple albums like we were talking about earlier did you always kind of have the desire to play in a band or were you kind of like I want to do the solo thing like what where was your kind of your head at with that
1: yeah, well I always had the goal of playing in a band at some point. Like that was the major reason why I like um ne- had the artist name as the Koi Wolves rather than uh like John Brusso or Johnny Brusso. because um, I always wanted to play in a band. Like all my favorite artists were bands rather than mm-hmm. single artists. Um they're just like in my in my like high school and area there wasn't really too because I'm f- from Guelph originally. Um there wasn't like too much uh, of an emphasis on music like not too many people played so I didn't really have much op- good opportunities to play with people and Then I moved to Hamilton. I've had a like I've got a bunch of guys who I'm gonna be uh, Hoping to play with in 2020 nice. um, Yeah, so once album comes out, they're gonna go Check out the material and hopefully like in January we'll get together and start rehearsing um, but yeah, so I Came to Hamilton last year because I'm in my second year at McMaster And, um, yeah, just the music scene opened up. There's so many more opportunities. So I just started sending emails out because I just really wanted to get to playing live um, because that that was just something I'd always wanted to do. Um, And, yeah, so I had to start working on the singing because I wasn't so good at that. Um, And then, yeah, I guess, like, this year I've started really playing not, like, often, often, but I've played, like, a decent handful of, like, live stuff at, like, bars and stuff. And it's so fun. And you get paid great. Not that I really care about the money too much, but, um, yeah, it's it's just a blast. Well,
0: oh, I mean, there's something to be said for doing something you love and being able to make a little bit of money from it. Yeah. You know, exactly. there is nothing better than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's necessarily about the money, but it's nice. Of course, yeah. It's, like, it's something that can help. Per- it's not just a hobby. It's transitioning from a hobby to something that you can have the opportunity to um do like full-time or in some way support yourself right absolutely um so
0: i um, before we continue on here we got a lot more to talk about i want to of course ask about the upcoming album and a whole bunch of other things that i've made note that i want to come back and ask you about but i'm going to take a quick second here to give a much-needed shout out take a quick break to jbridges alerts the sponsor of the Hotter show hey you Yeah, you, listening to The Hardest Show right now, are you maybe in a band, maybe you're a content creator, maybe a performer of some kind who needs t-shirts or logos, or are you maybe a business owner who's in need of some mailers or some brochures for your business, maybe some business cards as well? Or are you someone who just needs some family photos edited and you're looking for the perfect graphic designer for you you need to look no further than my man Mr. Jason Reese from Jaybird Digital Arts Jaybird Digital Arts is a local business and you will be supporting the local economy you will be dealing directly with the boss there's no sales reps there's no runaround. you're dealing with the man himself above par work at below par rate and he has over 10 years experience he will work long and late to make sure your project gets finished on time and on budget if you have been living under a rock everybody is using Gabriel Digital Arts for myself and the whole Podbeard Network Chinlock Wrestling House of Hardcore tons of different bands Geno's Pizza Everyone is using Jaybridge Digital Arts. And he offers so many other services, I don't even have time to list right now. It would take the whole podcast, but whatever you need, he has your hookup. And he will make sure that is unique and that you will stand out from the crowd. Contact him today for a free quote by going on jbirddigitalarts.com or you can also check him out on Facebook and Instagram at jbirddigitalarts and search hashtag jbirddigitalarts for a look at all of his awesome and unique work. And you can also, Contact him by email at jbird.digital.arts at gmail.com. And on top of all of that, if You contact him today and let him know that your boy Hodder sent you. He'll even give you a little discount skis on his already fantastic prices. I can assure you, you will find no one better and not a better human being on this earth than Jaybird Digital Arts. And always remember this, folks. His business is not successful unless your business looks great. Contact Jaybird Digital Arts for your free quote today. So we're back here with John Brusso, not Bre- Briuso or, or Brus. What's well, like the weirdest pronunciation you've ever heard of your name? That you were just like uh,
1: the most common ones always Braccio because the people who aren't Fran- are familiar with like the French ending. Yeah. they always say Braccio rather than Brusso. That's the that's the. That's how they get it wrong most of the time.
0: <laughs> and it's not even like it's an odd last name or anything. It's just I always – anytime someone – if I have to ask like, hey uh, – because I'm just you know, i I'm, – I'm a dumb redneck from a small town. So I'm always <laughs> like, how do you pronounce your name, boy? I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> but you mentioned before my break there that um, you're going to McMaster's. And so just real quick, I'm curious. What are you, uh, what are you going to, to school for right now?
1: Uh, I'm in my second year political science. It's a specialization in global citizenship, political science.
0: Nice. So that's, that's some hardcore shit right there.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, the workload's not too bad, but, uh, yeah, it's some interesting, um, complex discussions we have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hook it with my dude, Will from uh, Rolls Royce. That's a, uh, shout outs to them. You should hit that guy up. I'm sure you'd have some fun conversations with him, (laughs) but the, um, the scene in Hamilton, what's it like, right? Not in Hamilton, excuse me. Um, where the hell is McMaster's?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it's in Hamilton. It's yeah, in like a- that's that's right, Hamilton.
0: Hamilton. Sorry, folks, yeah. it's been a long day. Um, <laughs> so what's the music scene like in Hamilton right now? Is it is it bumping or is it like, what's up?
1: Um, I mean, like, uh, there's no, like, um, well, hmm. like, there's bands that um, – play around like i haven't really seen any like big ones come into emerge yet in the short time i've been here but um there's like there's lots of different opportunities for musicians at the very least like there's so many different places to play um there's multiple um record labels and stuff and there's tons of different stuff going on so there's di- plenty of opportunity for artists um yeah the short time i've been here i haven't re- necessarily seen any like um big band br- bands <laughs> band break through but uh again, I've I haven't been here for that long, so
0: yeah, for sure. It's it's always interesting to hear from people like because I mean obviously I'm not familiar with Hamilton like at all. So yeah. I'm always curious to hear from people like, hey, what's going on up there? And you know, who's playing up there? So that's cool to hear, man. But um before the break, also we were talking a little bit about the upcoming record. And I'm very excited about that because as you guys hear this next week. Is when the album will be dropping and also uh, spoiler alert I will be doing a showcase of the album and I'm very very excited about it it's been a, it was a long time coming actually now that I think about it cause yeah I think you messaged me like
1: a long even, back in like yeah. April or March I was like hey I've got an album that's gonna come out pretty soon. I was wondering if it could come on. And then I kept it kept just getting delayed. And then finally I texted you maybe like a few weeks ago. I was like, hey man, I don't know if you remember me, but uh <laughs> you're still interested.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I was chomping at the bit because anytime like I always say this, anytime someone messages me, I'm always like, Ooh, like I I feel important. <laughs>
1: so I'm always I
0: was I was chomping at the bit and I was and I was thickening it because I had like a little note in my phone of people I need to contact i'm waiting to hear from him and i was like oh john i wonder how the album's going <laughs> so it's yeah. funny that you your ears must have been burning because i was thinking about it that uh, like that <laughs> week i think um but so first off when is the album coming out exactly what's it called what's kind of the vibe of it how was the recording process kind of run me through the whole concept of this upcoming
1: album yeah all right so album's out december 4th so that's net that's on that's on a wednesday so it'll be out on midnight of the tuesday before um the album is called as you were meant to um yeah as we talked about before i just wrote everything recorded produced it all myself um yeah it's just a good rock and roll record is the best way i can describe it it's kind of like an indie rock record like um the recording's obviously not like um the most professional but f- from the work I did I tried to get it as close as possible like it's a good sound it's kind of um, DIY yeah. yeah exactly like it's not going to be like a million dollar Foo Fighters record but oh, sure. uh like it's it's your typical indie record right um so like the way I recorded it basically over like our reading week so I had all the demos ready and I kind of record them at home during the summer break and then um some here at school um and I came home and I rented a bunch of uh, like recording equipment like I got some mics and I got some different amps so I could get some different sounds out of it and some sound boards and uh yeah so basically those seven days was just like 10-12 hours of just in my room plugging out the recordings just did the the bass and then the guitars and then the uh the vocals vocals was uh tough the vocals actually um I was on my last day and i was on track to finish up and then um i tripped over the the cord from the mic that goes into the the, the incoming monitor and it pulled the monitor off the desk and broke it. And I had two oh, no. songs left to record and I had oh. to go back to school in like six hours, which sucked. I was like just beyond pissed, but um, luckily they actually have a great recording booth here at Mac. So I was able to go rent it out for a couple hours and uh, just finished up the last of the court, the last of the recordings, like a few days later. So it worked out yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. Just
0: kind of bang it out. Yeah. <laughs> well that's cool that's cool man so it'll it'll i wonder if um i'm I'm curious to hear man that's really cool because i'm i'm a fan of kind of the like you know the good quality diy stuff you know it's one thing if it's like oh hey it's diy and you recorded it with your phone i'm like come on bro like at yeah. least you know what i'm saying like at least try to mic something up or whatever but um yeah. that goes so you mentioned that you had the demos done so how, kinda basically how long have you been writing this record? Like has it been over the span of a couple years or a couple, few months or
1: uh yeah, well, so like I am just always writing stuff, right? Like though I hadn't like sent like put anything up publicly since let's see, I would have been in grade eleven. So that's over two years ago. But like I was always like writing stuff um throughout that time. And uh but like, I wasn't really sure that I wanted to like put out another album at any specific time until like er, like this year, I kinda just decided, hey i wanna um like I've come a long way in like my production and songwriting and stuff, and uh and like my friends love it too, they're always pushing me, asking me when the next um release is coming so um so yeah, then I just started um putting the songs, kinda like being more organized and putting the songs together, getting them all ready, and uh yeah, just recording the demos. Um I guess throughout the summer. Like there's one song that I wrote, like it's back I probably did it back in like grade eleven or grade twelve and now like two or three years later it's ending up on this album.
0: <laughs> well, because yeah, that was back in like 2017, I think you said. Was, uh, yeah. uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, that's cool. So if you had to kind of say as far as for the album, like just the Like, is it like, would you say there's kind of like a general theme story to the album or is it just kind of a collection of great rock and roll songs? Uh,
1: Well, like, just like my writing in general has kind of like been focused around, uh, well, like the whole inspiration, like it's all about um, just like experiences that like me or my friends will have or just like different like stories about maybe not even stuff that we've done um, or experiences we've had, but um, stuff we hope to do or something. Um, yeah, like, I don't know if I've showed you the cover or not, but, like, I don't know if you can tell the background. There's just, like, tons and tons of, like, t- tiny pictures, like, black and white of just, like, me and my friends, me and my family, because they're just, like, they're the oh, whole inspiration cool. for all this stuff. Yeah, that's why I'm really excited. Like, they're excited for it. Um, yeah, just, um, yeah, I have different songs about just, like, um, yeah, just, like, <clears throat> Like, I'm, like, looking at the song list right now. Like, I've got s- the different stuff. Like, I got songs about... Uh, hmm. like, well, so the way I write songs is I'm not, I'm not necessarily trying to be too specific. I'll kind of have like an idea, like after I'll do the guitar parts and stuff, I'll kind of have a feel of like what it's going to be about. Right. And then I kind of have ideas and uh, like, they're not necessarily too specific. Like I'll have songs that are kind of just songs all about, um, just going out and be trying to be a better person and, uh, like going out and working hard, not necessarily like super specific, but I'll like have specific kind of, ideas in like in that are a part of the song. If that makes sense. Sorry, that might have well, made no sense. I was no, no, same, for but. sure.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm fully on board with you, man. There's a there's something that I can sum it up with, and that's perfectly vague. Yeah. Okay. Meaning just like uh, thanks, Aaron Lewis, from Stain for that term I always use, but um, where it's just okay. Here's kind of sort of what the song is about. Yeah. Like, sort would- of. Here's what I think it's about. But then this person, you know, my boy Derek over here could, I don't know where Derek came from, but my boy Derek over here could go, no, man, that song's about this. And then, you know, my girl Angela over here could go, no, the song's about this. And that's kind of, I think that's some of the best ways to write songs is just keep things vague, perfectly vague.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like Even like you're asking me what they're about, like I have the song list in front of me on the whiteboard on my wall and i was like looking at the song like well what's it like it was kind of hard for me to explain specifically what it's about Mm -hmm. because it's kind of they're kind of just more based on um like ideas rather than like a specific story that i'm telling you it's more like uh like an idea if that makes sense yeah
0: absolutely and and that's cool i'm i'm excited as hell for it man because we're that's kind of why we're doing this now and it, it, it's a little different for me because sometimes i like to have the person on after but i'm like no nah, like, let's do it now let's hype it up and and i'm very excited about that so
1: where are you planning on
0: releasing will it be
1: available like on all streaming uh, yeah, every, platforms? Everywhere. And everything? yeah yeah like Spotify, apple music pretty much anything under the sun yeah um but it's only digital uh just because like the production of cds was uh expensive um and i'm on a college budget so <laughs>
0: yeah he needs money for you know stuff that college students buys like i mean textbooks and and beer and I, I was gonna say ramen noodles yeah. uh, but, but yes some nice bush light or something or whatever you're <laughs> college ain't easy homie yeah but once the album is released, like, do you have any immediate plans, like, for shows after, or are you just you're gonna release the album and then kind of in 2020 you're gonna kind of hit the ground
1: uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was about to use those exact words. Like, the plan is, so I'm. Um, I finally found some people that I feel good about that uh, are really excited to contribute um, to like future writing, and they're excited to play live. So yeah, I think basically the plan is. Uh, I just wanted to release this album and get it, like, just get that done, and now. And now I'm starting to look uh, towards like rehearsing and then like getting out and playing live as soon as possible in 2020, playing as soon and as often as I can. And I'm really looking forward to that.
0: That's awesome, man. I'm I'm excited for you, and I can tell you're excited, and that's cool because you're. I feel like we're kind of at this point where you know you're you're just about to make this jump, so it's it's yeah, cool and it's exciting. So.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, aside from obviously from the shows, like you're excited to play and you're getting ready to play, you mentioned earlier that of course you have done some shows. So, I always like to ask people on the show here. It's kind of a staple question, but what would you say was your worst and your best <laughs> show? And
1: maybe they're one in the same, depending on the situation. Oh, I've got a good story for you about the worst show. I'll, oh, I'll hit me up. I'll go the. I'll say the best. I'll say the best for last. So best okay, show. Cool. Uh, I don't know. So like most of the time I'm playing just like it's me like an acoustic guitar and I'm at a bar I'm playing for like three maybe four hours. Uh, it's like two to four hours. Usually it's like three hours um, The best one probably like Hmm probably like the one I did back in February. That was like the first kind of like real paid um in public where like um Like it was like a real professional Gig and like all my f- friends from home drove down. I had so many people up there and it went pretty well. I don't know. Just like, it was just good energy the whole time. The place was full. It was super fun, but the worst, oh, now the man. worst. So, so this, um, so it was basically, <laughs> it was at this, I was hoping you'd ask about this. So I got, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. I know.
1: <laughs> so back in like, however long ago, back in like the spring, I'm emailing places in Guelph. Cause I'm moving back to Guelph for the summer. um, trying to play there. And, uh, this little, it, it's, this space i'm gonna call it it's kind of like a i don't know it's like a it's like a music hall but it's not necessarily a music hall it's probably like the size it's like a really big living room basically and they have like chairs and stuff kind of like a
0: legion almost
1: yeah and they're like um what the email say it was something like um hey do you want to come play um end of august um They're like, we, the email said, we normally do our open mic nights on these nights, but uh, we'll have you in to test your draw. Uh, We'll have you play that night instead to test the draw. So I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Like I was looking and you can have half the door. So I was like, sick. Like, I know I'll be able to get tons of people to come out. So then I show up early um, and I get there and they're like, all right, so uh, you're our our main performer for the night. So it's going to be two hours and you're going to play um the first half hour and the last half hour and we're gonna have uh a couple other performers in between um that signed up and i was like what like you guys told me i was playing for two hours and they're like oh yeah you're just gonna be the feature tonight And i was like uh oh, nice. okay so that it only gets worse from here so oh, then God. um but it's a good story to tell <laughs> um so um uh i was like Oh, so I was like oh shit I was panicking so I start texting like all my buddies and stuff I'm like guys like I don't even know what's going on here you don't have to come um sure enough like half of Guelph shows up like they're pulling up more chairs like this place is like like packed (laughs) like everybody showed up for me and um so like I do like the first half hour and then like the person comes and uh, introduces these other people and everyone's confused and there is some weird stuff in between me there is like an erotic colombian poetry person oh, there no. like there's some weird shit and okay, uh, hold, hold, i'm sorry hold up for a second that was what? like that is that is exactly what he was a lot erotic colombian poet that was okay where, what the that, fuck, he was fuck is it?
0: erotic yeah. hang on
1: hang on this the show is coming to a
0: halt for a second while i look this up because i need to know i need to know what this is hang on I, I just, sorry guys, I'm just not, I'm not even gonna stall. Okay. <laughs> I'm putting on incognito mode though, because I don't know what's gonna pop up when I think this. <laughs> Ahem. Erotic?
1: What was it? Erotic. Erotic Colombian. Oh, actually, it was erotic Colombian political um, poetry. That's what it was. Yeah. Even weirder. What the? Yeah. And this is 100% true story. What pops up here? Okay. <laughs> Careful. Nothing. <laughs> nothing yeah <laughs>
0: okay so this is a, this is an anomaly i've never yeah he owns the I, genre i guess i mean
1: good for him i guess but what the hell and that's then, a new one <laughs> yeah and then this other lady came up and she's like just a heads up um uh i usually forget the words and i sometimes forget the chords to my songs so i'm just gonna do the best i can and she did like three songs And every time she had to stop and then she would either stop playing guitar and just sing or like she would just like stop it all together. And then I feel like there was one or two other people and it was just bizarre. And the whole time like my friends are all and my dad's like texting my buddy's dads who are there. He's trying to get them to laugh. And it's just it turned into a competition of like my friends trying to get each other to like make noise and laugh just because it was so bizarre. Like it was the most bizarre shit you've ever seen. And then, yeah, and I played for the last half hour and they at the end, they're like, yeah, this is like we ha- we had like an established, uh, like one of the biggest blues bands in the area. And it was like half as full as this. And I like broke the record for their um, door for like those nights or something. And, and everybody just came for the most bizarre show they've ever seen. So that was hilarious. That's a story that we're not going to forget anytime soon.
0: <laughs> Man, that's a new one. Yeah, I I've heard some pretty interesting, fun, funny stories on the show in my time, but erotic Colombian. Yeah, that was the first political. Guy after me. Like, so was this? De- I'm I'm sorry, I'm so hung up on this. But like, so was this dude just standing there? Was he like snapping his fingers? Was it like slam
1: poetry? Was no, he just like? He was just oh. reading off his laptop and, like, to be honest, I don't really remember too much of what he was saying because, Man. like, I was just doing my best well, to sure. be respectful yeah. and, like, just not, like, try and not make any noise because, yeah. like – Because you don't want to laugh. Exactly. It's, like, you know, <laughs> like, it's not necessarily yeah. the people's faults that – they probably didn't know what was going on either. Exactly, yeah. And I felt kind of bad for all these people because everyone came expecting to just watch me for a couple hours and then out of nowhere this shows up. So You're such it are a mess. Uh, it was just like mess all around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm picturing like you get off,
0: you go off, and then the guy comes up. All right. Yeah. 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 John Bruce. So, all right. Let's keep it going for uh, for Hank and his erotic Colombian poetry. Yeah.
1: yeah that <laughs> and nice it's just like, like- no. <laughs> 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 I remember like, uh, so I went and sat beside one of my buddies after, and uh, yeah, they, he gets introduced. And I don't even, I think like the, person who was speaking couldn't even remember what he said he did. And he's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Colombian erotic political poet. And my girlfriend's dad is sitting like a row up. He just turns over and looks at me and he's like, what is going on? here?" I was like, I don't know. I'm so sorry. Like literally so many people came, like people had to stand. There wasn't enough seats and ev- all of them were so confused. It was just a mess. <laughs> it
0: was just like, what the hell is going on? Man, John, what, what is, what is he th- you know, someone comes in like, wait, is that John what – is, what is he reading? Yeah. What the f-? They yeah. just hear
1: it. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, some people came in like later, so they hadn't seen me play at first. And then they are like not even sure if they're in the right spot. And uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> some dude reading erotic Colombian Yeah. I want a T-shirt
0: that says I write erotic <laughs> Colombian <laughs> political poetry oh geez that's great man oh my gosh that is fantastic thank you for sharing that story that was yeah fantastic.
1: so yeah i don't know if there's gonna be a i don't know if i'll ever have a story a story for worst gig ever again i had my worst gig pretty early in my career and uh yeah I don't that's know if i'll ever top that
0: so well, most people it's like you know yeah we forgot the words and like our my guitar string broke and like <laughs> you know but that's that's a new one that is fantastic yeah. That's awesome, And Well, <laughs> it's been real fun chatting with you. And just kind of before we go, um, obviously, aside from music, which is kind of what we've obviously discussed mostly yeah. here today. What else is kind of like, like what do you do in your, your other spare time? Are you a hobbyist of anything else or is it pretty much just all music?
1: Um, well, I try to like avoid downtime as much as I can just because – um I, like if my mentality is if i'm watching tv i might as well at least have like a guitar in my hands absolutely so i'm not being totally unproductive um but yeah no like i love playing sports like i'm playing like soccer men's leagues in the summer like we i used to play like competitive sports when i was younger but that's all over now so now we're retired to the beer leagues and yeah uh, that's what, boy yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, just hanging with my friends and family a lot, especially now that I'm at school, like whenever I go home, just spend as much time as I can with my friends and family, and here, yeah, with my friends here, um yeah, I try and I try and not spend time in front of a screen as best I can, um even though I'm like one of the worst for always being on my phone i try I try and consciously stay away from that, but uh, yeah, no, just music and sports and family pretty much that's the big three and friends
0: that's great man that's a great formula to have too i mean i'm I'm kind of the same in the sense of man if i'm sitting and watching tv i'm just like i could be doing podcast shit right now what am i doing yeah yeah go record asshole what are you doing like (laughs) it's that little voice that's saying dude What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) That's awesome, man. That's fantastic. So where can the good people find you if they want to drop you a follow, drop you a like?
1: Uh, Yeah, so I'm I'm Johnny Bruso on um, Instagram and Twitter. Um, My buddy recently uh, started setting up social media accounts for the Koi Wolves specifically. So it's Koi Wolves Music on Instagram. And then I think if you just look up Johnny Bruso, the Koi Wolves on Facebook, like it'll pop up. Quickly. So so yeah.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm actually just looking it up right now just because I uh I tend to have a bad habit of forgetting to add <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> Yeah. So I'm just looking it up right now. Isn't that cool, beautiful? Awesome, man. Well, before we go, is there anything else that you kinda wanna plug or give any shout outs or anything?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think, uh, we covered everything. Yeah. Uh, you're a great interviewer, gotta say. And yeah, I just want to thank you again for having me on, man. Like I really appreciate it. Um, just been trying to spread the word best I can. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate, um, not only you had me on, but like the excitement you've shown for it. Yeah. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh man. It's been absolutely my pleasure. And, and I mean, thank you for contacting me about it and keeping in contact with me cause it's been fun and I'm super excited. Do not miss out guys. December 4th. The record drops and then December 5th, I'll have a showcase for you if you did not check it out. John, thanks again, my man. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.
0: All right, gang. There you have it. My chat with John Bruso of the Koi Wolves. Great guy. had a great chat. I really had a lot of fun with that. Did I just rhyme? Totally not on purpose. I did. (laughs) Bet y'all didn't know I could drop some hot fire like that, son. I'm sorry. I'll never say that again. Anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed my conversation. It was a lot of fun. Be sure to come back next week as I will have a music showcase for his upcoming record. It is going to be an absolute blast. I am super, super hyped. Like I said in the interview, usually I like to do the interviews after we've heard kind of the new upcoming music or whatever, but I'm like, you know what? we're hyping it and I'm excited. And also spoiler alert. Um, some of the music that you heard in this episode kind of leading into the show from the intro and out of the uh, ad spot and stuff like that is actually music from the record. So that was pretty cool that we got to throw that in there. Something we talked about after we've done the interview and uh it's cool man it's cool it's really cool um the stuff i've heard i'm very much enjoying but uh that's all i'm gonna say on that matter i'm not gonna give anything else away y'all gotta tune in here next week or if you don't want to listen to me uh, ramble on aimlessly about uh, what i think of the music you can just check out its release on december 4th just go on spotify search the coy wolves i will have the i'll try to make sure to remember to throw the link in the description to the social media so that you can, I'm sure once it is released, he will drop the links there for everybody, but definitely support him. Good dude. And I'm very excited for his 2020. I feel like he's going to take off. And we're very excited about that here on the hot show. And I'm excited that you listen to the show. Thank you so very much. If you are listening right now, please be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave a like, leave a comment. and Let me know what you thought of the interview. Let me know if maybe you have a follow-up question for John. I'll be sure to hit him up. Or if you have anything you want to say, hit me up anytime, either however you're listening. If you're listening to me on the SoundCloud, you can comment. Or if you're listening on the YouTube, be sure to drop a comment. Um, if you're listening on any other way, whether it's Spotify or Stitcher or iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts, be sure to subscribe, follow me there. And also be sure to hit me up on the social media. We have Facebook and Instagram, both at The Harder Show. You can also find me at Podbeard Network, which is the network I'm a part of, proudly a part of my network of uh, some great shows on there. Of course, it's podbeardnetwork.com forward slash show, And if you have any other questions or comments or, or ideas for shows, you want to tell me I'm an idiot and you don't like me, you can message me at show at gmail.com. I welcome all emails and comments and everything. I love to chat with you guys. It's what we're all about here on The Hardest Show. Having fun. And also what we're all about is giving shout-outs to my hotheads. That's right, my hotheads, the number one supporters of The Harder Show, my Patreon subscribers. These are people who have gone that extra mile. And this is, of course, totally optional. But they have gone the extra mile to subscribe to a tier on my Patreon. Now, if you're not familiar with what Patreon is, Patreon is a service that basically you go on and you subscribe either to say a $1, $5, $10, or $20 tiers in which you get different rewards. It's not a donation. You're not just giving me money for nothing. You get things in return. For the $2 tier, you will get shout outs every single week here on the show, personalized shout outs that I will give you, which I'm going to get to for my, uh, my hotheads in a moment. You then also, if you join the $5 tier, you will get the personalized shout outs. You will also get exclusive content that no one else will hear like a brand new podcast I'm doing just for my Patreon subscribers, live streams, videos, and all that sorts of fun stuff. If you join the $10 tier, you will get all of that and you'll get free merch anytime it becomes available. That's right, I'm gonna just give you a t-shirt, homie. You don't gotta worry about buying one. If you subscribe to the $10 tier, I will just give you merch anytime it comes out and then the final tier that I have is a $20 tier and I'm calling it, basically calling it an advertising spot for $20 a month, I will advertise your service or product with either a personalized ad read like I do for Jaybird Digital Arts or I can even work on an actual commercial for you I know people, we can get something really cool done I assure you for $20 a month, there's going to be hundreds of people a month that are going to hear your product or your service i can guarantee it however if i think that maybe it's not something i can help you out with i'll always be honest man and you know if we do one month and you go ah you know i don't really know if i want to do this that's perfectly okay there is no commitment if at the end of that month you're not really feeling it that's fine as a sign of good faith i will still run the ad for that next month just to kind of give it one more final push but um kind of a unique opportunity for people maybe wanting to, uh, to have a podcast or advertise their stuff. I have a very loyal fan base who does listen to what I have to say about things because I'm not a bullshitter. And if I don't stand fully behind the product, even if you're going to pay me, I ain't going to advertise it. That's just a reality situation. But hit me up with your product or service. And if I think I can help, I absolutely will. And of course, I want to give a massive shout out to my hotheads. First off, we have Mr. Scotty Duquette. One of my oldest buddies of Suds Window Cleaning in uh, Clarendon, Ontario, Canada. Scott's a great dude. Long, long time friend of mine. We've been friends for freaking ever, man. And just a uh, long time confidant. Big supporter of the show. Really appreciate all his support, my man. And if you need, you know, we're heading into the wintertime. So maybe you don't need your windows cleaned or, or your gutters cleaned or your power washing done or anything. Which our services he does provide. fried. But, but, if you need some Christmas lights hung, hit my dude up. He will hook you up with hanging some Christmas lights. And who wants to hang Christmas lights? I know I sure as hell don't. So if I had a house I needed Christmas lights hung on, guess who I'd be calling? My man, Mr. Scotty Duquette. Again, that's Suds Window Cleaning. And Scott, thank you very much for your support, my man. I love you. And then, of course, we also have Mr. Will from Rolls-Royce, who has been another big-time supporter of The hottest Show and good buddy of mine for a while now. If you are not familiar with Rolls-Royce, you must be living under a rock, man, because they're one of the most badass punk rock bands going right now. Definitely a more refined punk sound and their album and so on. Was one of my all time favorite views I've ever done. Man, I still rock Six Beers, which is uh, the opening track of that record. That's one of my favorite songs as well as Last of the Enforces. Two badass songs that will actually uh, uh, happen to pen uh, that song, Last of the Enforces. So that's always fun. But uh, great dude, and he's also been on the show twice. Two video interviews that I did a little while ago. I believe it was uh like one. 86, 87, somewhere in that ballpark. I could be totally off, actually. I don't remember what it was. Was it in the 200s? It was in the 200s. It's been a while. But either way, big shouts to him. Check out Rolls Royce if you are looking for some great new music to check out. Rolls is spelled R-A-W-L-S. Royce is just R-O-Y-C-E. Check him out. Let him know that Hot has sent you. Thank you, my dudes, for all the support. I love you, and I seriously do appreciate it. If you want personalized shoutouts like that, hit up my Patreon. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash The How to Show. But again, this is fully optional. It's just a little something extra to help the show grow. But either way, you are helping the show grow by listening. Thank you so very much, especially if you are still listening all the way to the end. You are literally my hero, virtual fist bump. Thank you very much. And I'll catch you next time on The harder Show. Take it easy, guys.